Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. Twenty twenty has been a very revealing year for the air cargo industry. The pandemic brought the world to its knees. We learned what our strengths and weaknesses are. While the world realized the importance of its reliance on air cargo for all things critical and essential, so strikingly, the air cargo industry itself, for once, felt the load it was carrying to fulfill the surging demands of its customers and consumers. I must say that the world is still on its knees as the pandemic continues to devastate lives and livelihood in different parts of the world. That calls for air cargo industry to carry on with its innovation and transformation to address the constantly changing demands of its customers. With access to belly cargo capacity continues to be so thin because the return of passenger flights is so slow, the air cargo market today, after a year of turmoil, is looking for stability and predictability in cargo capacity. It has recognized the importance of dedicated cargo carriers and how critical they are to global trade, commerce, and by the way, even to deal with the pandemic. My guest today represents a company that is uniquely positioned to offer what the current air cargo market demands. The group has three dedicated cargo airlines. Its fleet boasts of the world's heavyweight flying equipment. It has the biggest fleet of Antonov 124s in operation. It has the biggest fleet of Illusion IL-76s. It has one of the biggest fleets of Boeing 747s and has quite a few Boeing 737s. I'm talking about Volga Dnieper Group, which calls itself as the cargo supermarket because it offers the one-stop shopping destination for customers united under the strength of its three airlines, Volga Dnieper Airlines, Airbridge Cargo Airlines, and Artran Airlines under one group. I'm so privileged to have Constantine Bertschin, Chief Commercial Officer of Volga Dnieper Group, as my guest today in Cargo Masterminds. And I ask him how he is leading the process of transformation at Volga Dnieper Group in this difficult time to live up to what it calls the Cargo Supermarket. Constantine, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. Thank you, Reggie. And thanks a lot for a very uh, precise uh, introduction and the summary of uh, what is uh, going on right now, what has been going on for, for a while now. And uh, yes, we have been uh, dealing with uh, all those challenges and uh, they've been uh, part of our uh, transformation uh, process. In all honesty, uh, 2020 was a test for us. And uh, technically speaking, uh, we uh, were very well prepared for that test. On the one hand, on the other hand, we, like many uh, others, many players in this industry, so uh, we had some lessons to learn. But we uh, basically, we came to that test last year and it took our entire history, 30 years of uh, operations to be fully prepared for a test as such. And uh, I need to uh, tell you that it was part of our DNA to react to uh, a crisis as such in the manner we did. But at the same time, uh, things that uh, we were not very well prepared for, I mean, I don't think anybody uh, uh, was prepared for some of those challenges uh, that we do not talk enough about these days. It's how our frontliners, our pilots, our technicians had to deal with all that. 
So yes, we uh, reacted quickly and we did our best, again, especially working like all of us remotely, but our pilots, all those people who are still on the front line, they were exposed, they're still exposed now, even though we're taking a, a good care of our pilots right now, but things that we had to deal with, all those bottlenecks and uh, exposure to uh, a lot of unknown, that was, I think, uh, the biggest challenge for all of us. Have things changed now, Avi, or are you in a better position to deal with the with the challenges that you have today? Oh yeah, like I said, we uh, we learned a lot of lessons all the way from how to move our uh, crews around, how to deal with all those restrictions in various countries, and uh, basically, with no exception, every country we had to uh, deal with, every country uh, that we fly into, we had to make our adjustments. Now, having been doing it for over uh, a year now, of course, we're much better prepared. We know what the expectations are. We know that we are in the position to better protect our crew members in every country, but still, again, they're on the front lines. I mean, and as an industry, I don't think we talk enough about it, and uh, we, all of us need to uh, tell our people, our frontliners, hats off our friends and colleagues, because you did such a great job being exposed as you've, uh, as you've been. If I were to ask you to pick up some of the highlights in terms of uh, the challenges that you faced in the last 12 months, 13 months, and also some of the, the successes that you, that you came across, uh, what would be uh, your choice? Uh, let me start with the uh, with uh, success stories. Uh, and we take great uh, pride in the fact that uh, we were able to help. We were able to help to people around the world and uh, we're very proud of the fact that we were able to uh, deliver very important cargo not just masks uh, uh, i mean equipment materials and everything else that saved people's lives around the world that's i think our biggest success story and uh, this is what we are always ready to do but especially last year when uh, we had to deal with so many projects uh, so many uh, challenges at the same time and i think we never failed anybody even once and dealing with uh, all those restrictions in various countries uh, i think we did a great job again uh, even planning and pre-planning how to deal with all those bottlenecks and we're still dealing with those bottlenecks uh, uh, almost, uh, almost on a weekly basis uh, even today so but i think um, again since it's part of our dna to uh, react quickly to move around quickly whether it's uh, 747s or antonovs so we were uh, very well prepared and again with the help of our entire company, and especially those people, our crews who are still on the front line. So we were able to deliver uh, those very sensitive uh, loads of uh, uh, cargo shipments and never failed anyone. And I think, uh, so this is what we know how to do best and uh, we never uh, disappointed anybody. Let's talk about your products and services, uh, addressing some of the very specific industry segments, healthcare, aerospace, automotive, e-commerce, high tech, oil and gas, fashion. How did these verticals perform through the pandemic? Uh, which ones did well and which ones did not do well? Yes, I mean, all those all those industries, there are traditional uh, customers and uh, it's, it's part of our business, a little bit of everything that you, you, you've said. But again, uh, pandemic had a great impact on all of us our personal 
lives, on our businesses, uh, on uh, everything. And of course, it affected uh, our customers. Yes, uh, we were uh, able to see a slowdown in some industries, uh, some unusual behavior from others. But overall, I mean, uh, people had to uh, continue to transact business. So people had to do something. People had to survive. And I want to say everybody were successful in regrouping staying in business, again, transforming uh, their platforms, uh, uh, their businesses. Overall, we didn't feel much to the extent of how things were arranged uh, in 2020. So we didn't see uh, significant changes, but other than some slowdowns here and there, so all of our traditional customers, they were around. Of course, the focus was on healthcare for obvious reasons. And uh, which is great. And uh, we will continue to stay uh, focused on healthcare and related industries. But other industries, again, with some uh, deviations uh, here and there, so they, they were part of our business. They remained uh, true and lo loyal customers of ours. So this is uh, basically, again, another uh, area we're very proud of providing our services to our traditional groups of customers. And again, we take great pride again that. Uh, Hopefully, we didn't disappoint anybody under those very difficult uh, conditions and uh, various pressing issues. Are you seeing uh, volumes back to pre-COVID levels, at least in some of the key verticals, maybe apart from the healthcare pharma? It's picking up. It's picking up. And in some industries, uh, obviously, they need to catch up with the markets, their markets, uh, their industries. So we believe it's, it's, it's picking up. It's picking up and uh, the trade is in place. So uh, again, we see a lot of uh, cargo moving, uh, lots and lots of uh, various uh, components of various industries. So they need to move things around and they need to get them delivered quickly without any delays. So this is why it's the air freight time. It's the air freight business right now. Could you give us a sense of the growth in terms of volume and revenue quarter over quarter and how was the, the performance in 2020? I'm sure it must have been a good year for you. Well, of course, like for uh, any other airline, I'm sure any other uh, player of uh, our air cargo industry. So we saw a lot of uh, growth. I mean, substantial amount of uh, uh, growth in, in the area of healthcare. And we all know that we all had to move PPE uh, in quantities uh, uh, that were unprecedented. So we just, uh, in this case, in some cases, we doubled our uh, volumes of business. In some cases, like I said, because of certain uh, slowdowns, so we uh, saw some uh, changes. But overall, I think it was a wash. In some cases, uh, again, we added when it comes to uh, healthcare. In some instances, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, we, we we saw some uh, decrease in, in business. But again, overall, towards the end of 2020, I want to say uh, we were almost back to normal. As far as as far as uh, our normal uh, way of doing business, and the good indication of that is that we've been staying uh, sold out, uh, serving uh, serving all of our customers, serving all of the industries and uh, the industries that uh, need to move things around quickly because of various new problems that uh, took place because of uh, again obvious reasons, not enough belly cargo. Nobody wants to take any chances with that. So, and again, everybody everybody counts on uh, air freight, dedicated uh, air cargo operators like never before. How optimistic are you about your cargo charter solutions and going forward, uh, do you expect to have a huge demand for charters uh, scheduled and ad hoc uh, with the capacity likely to remain constrained uh, for such a long time? 
We are, in this case, our optimism is built on the fact that we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. And uh, again, we remain uh, to be very well positioned for the existing requirements of the markets. And we have been very flexible. We know what our customers need right now. And mainly, again, our customers need uh, predictability. Our customers need uh, consistency in our service. Our customers, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, they, they need schedules. I mean, they need uh, our commitment our dedication to uh, services that, again, uh, everybody's businesses uh, depend upon now. So in this case, it's the quality that we need to stay focused on. It's the quality and our dedication to our commitments uh, in terms of our performance. All those uh, magic numbers, OTP-related and the DAP-related, those are the things that our customers are concerned about more than anything else because, again, they have their own commitments. And uh, we, we appreciate them, we respect them. And this is uh, the key in our uh, efforts right now, no matter what we do and how we operate, whether we're talking about scheduled services or ad hoc flights, everybody wants precision and quality. So and this is what we're, what we're planning on, on doing. Among your uh, products and services and among the industries that you service, uh, what do come as top of your priority list uh, in this year, apart from pharmaceutical healthcare? Uh, again, the bulk of the market right now, as we all see right now, uh, e-commerce. But by e-commerce, uh, we may be uh, implying several different different things. But again, uh, the situation is as such. The quantities of cargo that need uh, to uh, uh, fly and uh, be moved around, they're unprecedented. They're unprecedented. So in this case, we understand very well for our customers, for, our, uh, for, for shippers, uh, for freight forwarding organizations, again, for them, any piece of cargo is important because they have their own customers, they have their own commitments. And for them, every kilo of cargo, no matter which specifics we may be talking about, that one kilo of cargo needs to fly. And, and, and in this case, again, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's healthcare, whether it's, uh, whether it's electronics, brand new products on the market that needs to be delivered to uh, people uh, buying stuff online right now faster and in larger quantities than ever before, so our ultimate goal is to make sure that whatever shipment we have to fly, we fly it as soon as we can. Because we know that there's no cargo right now that does not have uh, any insignificance. So everything is important. I mean, everything needs to fly and everything needs to be delivered, especially now, because people pay for that. People pay premium prices. People pay premium prices. Customers of our customers, manufacturers, they have their own deadlines they need to meet, and uh, we're trying to be very mindful of that. Let's come to your fleet and to your concept called the cargo supermarket because of the diverse mix of aircraft that you have in your fleet across three airlines and your ability to, and the flexibility and agility to kind of turn on capacity as the demand comes in and your ability to kind of customize solutions for your customers, uh, plug and play solutions, uh, package solutions, uh, Tell us about how you and your team actually looks at some of this thing and the reason why uh, your customers will come back to you again and again to make sure that they have a solution that's ready with you. Well, this concept, that's a great question, Rajiv. And this concept worked out very well for us. And we were able to demonstrate the Im implementation of that um, concept, especially in this uh coronavirus environment, which which we were able to deal with because of that cargo supermarket so uh, successfully. Because we offered various solutions based on, uh, again, we were running out of our 747s uh, capacity last year. At the same time, we were able to offer 
Antonov's basically at the same time, even though it was a lot more complicated to manage uh, basically the same infrastructure, the same logistics. So having to deal with cargo that normally gets to fly on 747s as opposed to Antonov. But uh, we were able to uh, offer options. And to the extent that, again, in some cases, we uh, we were able to offer 737s and 737-based solutions, again, to react to all those uh, very urgent needs uh, flying PPE around last year. So and now, again, we normally think even if it's uh, an outsized piece of cargo, there are ways to fly uh, I mean, something of a significant size uh, on the 747. And there is a way for us to uh, help cut costs for our customers. So we offer various solutions. I mean, you're just uh, doing park charters, doing uh, additional additional support on the ground, whether it's 747 or uh, Antonov 124s. And uh, again, our focus right now is on being more of a consultant, trying to help and optimize supply chains for our customers. So we're trying to offer solutions, especially now, by the way, when we, we are dealing with uh, the transportation of vaccine. So, and given our uh, accumulated experience in the uh, pharmaceuticals, the transportation of pharmaceuticals, so we are in the position to provide the best solutions when it comes to airplanes, when it comes to uh, meeting various uh, requirements, temperature-related requirements, uh, supporting them uh, during the uh, first mile uh, transportation or last mile. So in this case, uh, we would love to continue to promote this concept so that uh, the perception is as such when customer doesn't have to think too much uh, into it. When, when our customer has a shipment, they just need to understand, okay, there is this uh, one group of companies, Volga and Nipper, so they offer this uh, beautiful concept of cargo supermarket. So let me uh, give them whatever I have, let them worry about whatever means of transportation they will offer. So, and this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to offer this package and uh, we're trying to optimize uh, costs and uh, headache, if you will, for our customers. So, and, and it, 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 it's, it's, it's part of our day-to-day -day, uh, job now, which uh, all of our colleagues welcoming. And uh, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting to uh, create that service, combining various solutions. You inducted the first uh, Boeing 777 production freighter last year into your fleet and uh, it has been uh, doing commercial operations. So when do we see more of uh, capacity added to your fleet? Uh, are more 777 freighters uh, likely to be added? Uh, would you mind having a few more uh, aircraft in your fleet now? We would love to, but for us, I mean, it's it's more of a learning curve right now. It, it seems to be a great airplane. It's a nice addition for our fleet, but at the same time, it's, it's a new chapter for us that uh, we started to read. So again, uh, uh, since we've been flying one type of airplanes for essentially 15 years, and that's our first 777, so we're getting used to it, but so far so good. We understand that uh, this airplane has a very uh, specific area of application, two engines versus four engines, so we're beginning to see benefits of that as well. We understand this airplane may have a great future given that it's going to be a lot more friendly uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, environment environmental concerns in this sense we're already seeing uh, a lot of benefits and uh, this airplane offers additional flexibilities and uh, again it's a new airplane for us it seems to be very reliable too so uh, we would welcome the idea to operate more but for us again we need to uh, get used to this airplane uh, a little better so it's i think it's only a matter of time so technically speaking 
we would be uh, very well prepared for additional airplanes in the very near future. Do you have all your Antonov 124s back in operation after it was grounded some time back? Yes, uh, great question, Reggie. We have everything back in business. We performed all the uh, service directives. We are flying uh, as safe as ever. So we, we're, we're flying, uh, again, same missions, and uh, our customers are uh, very happy with uh, our support. And uh, again, when we had to ground our fleet for obvious reasons, and uh, again, uh, we uh, never felt sorry about our decision. That was a very timely and necessary thing for us to do. And uh, surprisingly, we got all the support in the world. I mean, everybody, all of our customers, they understood it. They appreciated our decision, even though, again, it was a painful thing for us to do that at the very end of uh, last year. You know, I mean, when you ground everything in, in December for the whole month. So, I mean, you can figure out the rest. But our customers made their peace very quickly with this decision and um, it actually supported us quite a bit. The, the thing that we appreciate more than anything else, our customers, all of them, with no exception, they were so professional about the attitude towards our decision. Now they believe basically that, uh, again, oh, Volga Dnepr, we know that you, uh, you worship safety, basically. You know what you're doing. And uh, whatever you did back in December, no matter how painful it was, we still appreciate your decision because you are such a professional company. That's, I think, I mean, if nothing else, I was uh, a very uh, uh, serious thing for us to think about in the future. So it just uh, goes to show that it's not just... Um, it's not just cost, it's not just quality, it's something else that our customer, the industry in general uh, <clears throat> cares about. So it's, it's, it's the safety, it's, it's the foundation, it's the most important, the fundamental part of our business, which we don't want to lose sight of and never forget about. And I think, I think together with, uh, with, the, uh, with our customers, we, we did a great job getting out of that crisis. That's so nice to hear. In fact, I happened to see the, the pictures and the, and the news oh. about one of your Antonov landing in, I think, in Perth in Australia a few days back, or it, was it yesterday? I just happened yeah, to Yeah, see. yeah, we, we, were, we were back in business uh, uh, all over the place again, uh, happy to uh, deal and ha with uh, any, any cargo and uh, providing a lot of support right now essentially staying uh, sold out as well. Okay, coming to a uh, uh, next question on the status of your plans to expand your operations to key markets uh, like India, Africa, Latin America, where the shipments are actually on the increase. Uh, I And I've also know that some time back, about a year and a half back, uh, your team was actually looking at um, for coming to India to study the market. Uh, when do we see uh, Volga entering into a market like India and Africa and perhaps Latin America? Well, if nothing else, uh, Reggie, so India would be one of the uh, top priorities. And uh, again, uh, we are uh, looking forward to that. It's just a matter of, again, uh, we need to, uh, again, get a little back to uh, normal, so to speak, whatever that new normal may be. But at the same time, yes, we are thinking and uh, we're thinking about uh, uh, growth and development and developing in uh, new, uh, new markets. You know, in this case, uh, we may also want to talk about more. I mean, we'll be looking for ways how to uh, strike new partnerships with airlines, with other partners around the world. And again, uh, this is uh, uh, exactly what we're going to be looking for uh, partnering up with uh, our existing or future customers or uh, airlines, other airlines uh, to the extent we can. 
because again, uh, we are not experts when it comes to Africa. We're not experts uh, when it comes to uh, India, but uh, we're prepared. We're prepared to uh, enter into those markets. And I think the most logical way for us uh, to do so would be through some partnerships with some uh, loyal customers on the ground, but it's all coming. It's it's all work in progress right now. You did mention about e-commerce and the and the cross-border e-commerce uh, shipments and the volume that is on the increase. Uh, how significant do you think uh, will be the volumes coming from e-retail e-commerce shipment in the mid to long term? And what is your assessment of uh, the partnership that uh, you have with Kainio Network? Uh, great question. I think uh, in terms of e-commerce, uh, basically we see a lot of positive things. And uh, one thing that we all need to recognize now, the world has changed. The world has changed. It's never going to be the same, apparently. The uh, buying patterns of us, of our families uh, have changed. And people uh, may not be visiting those shopping malls, at least not in, in the same manner uh, anymore. So people will continue to buy more. People would want to see a quicker turnaround and uh, faster delivery times. So in this case, uh, again, it will continue to grow and I think it will keep us busy. It will keep all the uh, air cargo players uh, very busy because uh, we all see it works. We all see uh, there is there is future. Uh, we all see that uh, it's a reliable way of, again, developing uh, trade between various countries. So it will keep us busy and we welcome this opportunity and the, the growth will be exponential. Like whatever we, we see already, whatever our uh, partners or uh, customers, other airlines have seen so far, it is an exponential growth. And I think it will continue to grow through other platforms that are adding to uh, the existing existing pool of platforms, e-platforms. Uh, e and whatever, we're prepared, by the way, to uh, open up more to cooperation with, uh, uh, again, direct shippers, e-traders, uh, other platforms. In this case, again, sky is the limit for us. So when we understand that they're all looking for solutions, they're all, all looking for dedicated access to uh, airlift capacity, and, and this is uh, what we are going to deliver. And in this case, to be honest, I wish we had more airplanes to meet all those uh, growing demands. Constantine, just a quick word on uh, on your preparedness and your thoughts on uh, vaccine transport, and not, not just to vaccines, but also things that are related to vaccine, also for the uh, things that are meant for the manufacturing of vaccines, uh, what are your expectations and what are your plans for 2021 and 2022? We started uh, doing it already back in 2020. And again, uh, we moved uh, production facilities around already. We, we moved, uh, again, essential parts of those uh, production facilities, uh, by the way, using both 747s and uh, Antonovs. And we are prepared. We're standing by in every possible way to use temperature-sensitive pharmaceuticals and vaccine. Uh, we are prepared to fly more. Uh, production lines, production facilities, factories, I mean, whatever it takes, we're prepared to help help those manufacturers with uh, the first mile and last mile in various destinations. So back to your question, we're standing by 100%. I mean, we understand that there may be like a second wave uh, in terms of requirements, uh, trying to fly, reaching out to uh, some exotic destinations, hard to reach destinations. And I think it is still coming. And for that, uh, we uh, should be able to uh, provide a great service again without disappointing anyone. So we, we have 
a very good fleet for that purpose. And my last question, uh, what is your outlook for 2021 and how do you expect to close it in the next uh, eight months? We will continue to stay very busy. Again, my, my ultimate concern is how to keep all of our customers uh, relatively happy because, again, two things that uh, we, we worry and uh, think about on a daily basis, how to uh, maintain our uh, good performance and how to uh, make sure that our customers ha ha have as much access to our capacity as possible throughout the rest of this year. Because again, uh, this year will be uh, uh, volatile uh, in one in one sense, but it will also keep us very busy. Constantine, thank you so much for uh, talking to us and giving us some valuable insights uh, on the Volga Dineper Group and its uh, cargo supermarket value proposition. Anytime, Reggie. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you. That was Constantine Vexen, a Chief Commercial Officer of Volga Dinepur Group. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.